cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my buddy Brian Fleischer. What's up, Brian? Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We got another pretty exciting guest on the show today. Really excited about this one. I'm Joe. really about excited about this opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have... Jorn Buholz from the National Soccer Hall of Fame, which opens Friday, November second. Yep. So when people are listening to this, it today is the day. Frisco, Texas, just yeah. outside of Dallas, at the Toyota Stadium, mm-hmm, where home, the FC Dallas plays, home of FC Dallas. It's been a project long in the works. A lot of construction. Looks great. I was just out at the stadium a few about a month ago. Now, what? A few weeks ago for the the U.S. Women's yeah. Team. Yeah. Um, didn't get to go into the Hall of Fame because it wasn't ready yet, of course. It wasn't open, but looks awesome. Yeah, and it, it, Jorn will describe it to you in the interview, to the listeners in the interview, but it honestly seems like the coolest Hall of Fame ever. really does. A lot of personalization, a lot of high-tech um, interaction, uh, personalized experience, video, uh, VR, a lot of cool, cool stuff. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that was the perfect approach because so like baseball, baseball goes all the way back in this country to like the 1870s or whatever, 1860s or whenever it started. There's a massive amount of history and nostalgia that mm-hmm. is ingrained in it. People who grow up, baseball fans grew up hearing about Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb and all these guys. And so when they go to the Hall of Fame, it's like, oh my gosh, that's Ty Cobb stuff. Like the Baseball Hall of Fame, although they might be trying to update it a little bit and make it a little more modern, like they can kind of survive on nostalgia. Yeah. Opening up the Soccer Hall of Fame, as Jordan describes in the interview, it being uh, something that closed in 2010 and they're opening this brand new one. It's very forward looking. Yeah. So like I feel like my wife who doesn't care anything about soccer would still have a good time yeah. at the museum based on what we hear about because there's so much activity and cool technology involved. Yeah, and and he touches on this too in the interview that uh there's some statistic that that most people only go to like two museums in their entire life or something like that. I don't think that's what he <laughs> says, but uh, or a two a year was yeah. that who said it? He two point three. I think it said two point three. Two point three times. Yeah. Yes. That you so go to a museum, they go so to a museum. Yeah. So I think what they were trying to do was, you know, he 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 said they're trying to get people make it a destination and trying to get people to come back and give them um, reason to come back. Um, you know, they've they've done some cool things as far as um, earning caps and and kind of make it soccer centric um, and make it for the fan to come back, not just go one and done mm-hmm. as uh, as is the case with a lot of a lot of these museums. Yeah, when you go to a museum, you basically go, all right, I've seen that yep. and I'm gone. But this is almost like it almost sounds like a theme park mm-hmm. uh, or, a, or a you know not an arcade, but like a very interactive thing. Yeah, um, and that sounds really cool. So we'll get you to that interview. Here in a little bit, but uh, we'll do some soccer quick hits, some interesting things going on 
Uh, Brian, you had a game for me. I did. We're going to play which Spanish soccer player, or which soccer player are Spanish authorities prosecuting this week? You know, that they always have somebody's doing some sort of tax evasion. Yeah. The, Seems like Ronaldo, Messi, everyone's... Neymar. Neymar, everyone's... Mourinho. On the border, like like one step away from jail. If you play soccer in Spain, Quote, you're unquote, probably going to go to jail. Yeah, they say... Or you're going to be they, fined they millions and millions of dollars. They sentence you to jail, and then they don't actually send you to jail. But yeah, that labyrinthine Spanish justice system that seems very selective. Um, let's see. So... I'm going to narrow it down to like Griezmann, Suarez, Rakitic, Modric. Maybe hey, you know what? Maybe they're maybe they're circling back. Maybe they found some new evidence on one of those names you mentioned earlier. Mourinho? Maybe. You tell me, I need a final answer. Um is it uh I'll go I'll go Mourinho. Wrong. This is Mr. Neymar. Again? Yes. He could face jail time for fraud and corruption over his Barcelona transfer. This is from an article on ESPN. Over um, the, sorry, the one from Barcelona to PSG? Um, it doesn't say. A Spanish judge says fraud and corruption charges brought against Neymar could merit a prison sentence of up to six years when the Brazil forward stands trial. They're seeking a two-year sentence for the PSG player for alleged irregularities related to his transfer to Barcelona five years ago. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the one that they've been hammering on for a while from uh, Corinthians to Barcelona. So they're, the prosecutors, okay, what are the chances he goes to jail for two years? Zero. Okay, but the court said on Wednesday a sentence of four to six years could be handed down if Neymar is found guilty. So they're only seeking two-year sentence, Yeah. but he could get four to six. But these are all time. basically like suspended sentences, like if you do something else wrong, maybe blah, blah, blah. It's a way to just get more money, I feel like. They pay a huge fine and they don't go to jail. Yeah, well, this apparently, the article goes on to say that this um, decision that the court said that he could face four to six years, they said in Spain... Sentences of two years or less for first offenses are usually suspended, like you right, just said. like Messi's. Um, meaning he would avoid any jail time, of course. But if he's possible, if he's possibly facing four to six years, that means he could go to jail. He's not what are the jail. chances that, Mes- that Neymar goes to jail for four to six years? Zero percent, because he would just not go to Spain. I think there's better chance of you starting for PSG in their next match. There's a, I mean, that that's like a pretty good chance, though. Like, I probably will start for PSG in their next match. Uh, that's super false. That's not even close. Scored hey, again this week. You know what? That's indoor, over thirty league. Okay, first of all, it's under thirty. Okay, all parties have denied any wrongdoing, and a trial date has not yet been set. Did you think I was playing in an over thirty league? Why are you getting so offended about this? Well, it's just like that's illegal. Okay, well, I can't play in a over 30 league if wow. i'm under 30 all right sorry just defensive hey you know who's playing in the copa libertadores final um i'm gonna for radio purposes say no even though i do know boca juniors e. in river plate river plate yes first time meeting in the final that's a so for people who don't know that's considered if not the biggest rivalry it's one of the biggest rivalries in all of the world yeah i believe grant wall in Argentina, uh, by the way. Yes, says that this is the best rivalry in all of sports. Now, uh, I think he goes all of sports. Bigger than maybe Red would, Sox. Bigger I, than... I would submit Galatasaray, Fenerbahce up there. 
there used to be a show on BN a few years ago that 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 in that there was like a thirty minute show about uh, investigating these rivalries, and that was one of them. And they did the 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 Boca River, um, Liverpool, uh, Manchester United. Manchester United. Um, but yeah, really interesting. So this is the first time they what about have Texas Rangers, Houston Astros for the Golden Boot. That yeah. is that was second behind River and Boca. I mean the violence involved. In- <laughs> Um, they are playing for the first time in the final. So this is like the Champions League of, well, or kind of like, would you call it the Champions League of of South America? Or more is it more like the FA Cup of South America? Well, I think it's more I, I like... I should know this, but is this the one that all of the different countries in South is, America yes. play in? No, it is, yes. It's okay, all then the, it's like the Champions League. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because they play mostly a um, summer schedule, mm-hmm. which is winter and southern hemisphere um so they play during the summer so this is sort of the end of their season is that correct? yes and they do a two legged 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 Leg, anyway leg, they play a two uh, match final so oh. that's exciting so that's going to be a home and home or yes. that's actually probably significantly worse so they are they both violence wise yes well apparently in, in argentina i learned this morning that um away fans haven't been allowed to attend games for some time now but even more so now um they did meet scott you and i were talking about this this morning they met um a few years ago in an earlier round of copa libertadores and believe it was the boca fans at halftime cut a hole in the fence and sprayed the river players coming out of the tunnel with tear gas and so they had to abandon the match and uh river went on to win uh went on to win copa libertadores so this they have played before huge rivalry now I got to find out how I can watch it here. I'm sure I can stream it somewhere. Yeah, I won't say the name of the streaming sites I use on here. No, but, there's uh, a legal one. Oh. Uh, legal, not illegal. But online, it said Fox Sports One and Two were also the U.S. broadcaster. So I don't see. So how they should have it. They should have it. They on should Fox have Sports it. Go or something. Yeah. So. Um, and then another, uh, just a departure from typical talk. Do you want to play? Uh, let's see. What's the name of this? Lower League English Update. <laughs> that was good. Does this have to do with Derby County and Chelsea playing yesterday? Uh, no, but uh, can, can we talk about that? Uh, Chelsea ended up winning, right? Yes, 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Uh, two of those were own goals, including Correct. one goal by a Chelsea loney on Derby. That makes no sense. I don't understand how they're able to play against each other. But no, that is not why we're doing this. But... That, w- that might come up. Yes, go ahead. Um, okay, so I'm not really sure why this happened, but I clicked on table, and it popped up a video. That makes no sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. English League Championship, so the second division. Yes. So the clubs most likely to be promoted back to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one leading the leading the league is Sheffield United, who yep. have not been in the Premier League since basically my first season watching in like 2006. So that would be exciting. I yep. like it when uh, teams that haven't been up in a while. Yeah, come back up. Yeah, uh, Leeds is that Leeds is in second, and that's behind a, Loco Bielsa, yeah. the coach. That is significant. Yeah, that's a huge club because they are massive. Uh, many people who haven't been watching the Premier League uh, or who just started watching the Premier League, and even I, who have been watching for twelve seasons, have not ever seen Leeds nope. in the Premier League. Nope. But they were up there with Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea. 
or even before Chelsea even, was big. Yeah, before Chelsea. They were yeah. they were one of the top teams in all of England and really in all of the world. They've won uh, the equivalent of the Champions League before, I believe. But they they stumbled like no team before them, basically. Let me see. Leeds and Millwall. Yeah. Millwall is not – they're like super like uh, passionate fans, mm-hmm. but they weren't as big as Leeds. Leeds at one point, even like um, – after they hadn't been in the Premier League for like a decade, were voted one of the most hated teams by other fans. Yeah. Like that's how good they were and how long they had been relevant. Yeah. And they stumbled all the way down to like League Two because of finances. Yeah. So for them to be back and possibly back in the Premier League would be really interesting and yeah. really massive um, for all of, you know, football. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, James Milner started at Leeds. Yeah, there's several. I mean, it's a big deal. Um Middlesbrough is, is third. There. Yeah, they've been up back up and, and back and forth, yeah. and Nor- Norwich City as well as well back and forth a lot. West Brom and uh, same thing. They just got relegated, I believe, uh, and then Derby County. You know, the first season I watched, now it might have been the second, but the great Gareth Southgate was the yeah, Middlesbrough manager. Oh six, oh seven. He was either a player and then became the manager the next year, or he that was he, his first. He was year a young manager. manager yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's my first. Uh, uh, that's my. That's what I think of first when I think Middlesbrough. So and then down towards the bottom, the bottom team, Ipswich Town. Don't know much about them, but Hull City, who was in the Premier League fairly recently, former Josie Altador, former Josie Altador team, is probably going to get relegated. Hull City Tigers. Yeah, or Hull Tigers. Didn't they try to change it to just oh, Hull they? Tigers? They took like the city out, yeah. tried to make it I'm into sure like... That, how'd that go over? Te- not well. Yeah. Um, so things are not looking good for them. Aston Villa's down there in 17th. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the club of Isn't of Bolton the Royals. in there? Some, not Bolton. Uh, yeah, Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. They're down towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, Stoke, Blackburn? Blackburn Rovers? Stoke Rovers? and Blackburn are in the middle here. Swansea is kind of in the middle. So, I mean, these are teams that were very recently in the Premier League. And are struggling. Uh, Stoke, I mean, Stoke was mid, like seventh place. Yeah. Like they were up there for a long time and they're really struggling. Um, and then we go, uh, we'll go uh, League One real quick. A team that I completely kind of almost forgot about, uh, Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Did you know Sunderland is down in League One now? Isn't Sunderland also another spot for Josie Altador? You, yes, yes, I think he was. Yeah. I think he was at Sunderland too. Yeah, and so things have not been going well, but they are towards the top in League One, which is interesting, I guess. But I just forgot that they got relegated last yeah. year. Portsmouth. Portsmouth, remember, uh, Peter Crouch played at Portsmouth mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Uh, Glenn Johnson. That was a team Harry Redknapp was brought in to save. And he, and he did save them. Yeah. But they basically overspent to stay in the Premier League, and then the next season started stumbling. Yep. And they went all the way down to they a, fell real League far, Two, didn't they? and I think they were towards the bottom of League Two and had to survive. And did they become insolvent or something? They were very like close. They, or they? This is not. I mean, I think it is Portsmouth, the original Port. But I, I want to say like they had to form a new club. They use the same name and the same history, mm-hmm. but it's something I weird. Think you're talking about uh, Wimbledon. Maybe be- became um, AFC Milton Wim- Keynes Dons. AFC Wimbledon is a different team started by the supporters of the original Wimbledon, because uh, MK Dons is like was 
that. Yeah, I think that's okay. the story. Yeah, there's no, something Ports, I remember the Portsmouth, Portsmouth struggle. Went bankrupt or yeah. whatever. And, um, so they're at the top of League One. Good for them, I guess. And bottom is that AFC Wimbledon team I was talking about mm-hmm. towards the bottom. Uh, so anyway, I, I always like to check that because if you've been watching the Premier League for a long time, especially the teams that were up when you first started, yeah. they become like in your mind, those are Premier those League are, teams. Yeah. So for me, Sheffield, uh-huh. that's a Premier League team. But they haven't been up in like a decade. Yeah. So I would love to see them come back just because it that's to me so they're are a Premier you, League team. Are you in favor of, of the promotion relegation? Are you pro-rel for U.S. soccer? Yeah, I'm pro-pro-rel. You're pro-pro-rel? I think that would be cool. I think we talked about a little bit a, a few episodes ago about the – the story that Canada, U.S., Mexico may form some yeah, we talked about massive that, yeah. Super League. Mm-hmm. If you introduce promotion relegation, it would be awesome. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of MLS, our beloved FC Dallas lost last night to Portland, and they, they are out of the playoffs again. 10-man Portland. They gave up the equivalent of a, the shorthanded goal in hockey. Gave up uh, Diego Valeri, scored on a free kick, then scored again after after they lost a, a player to to a red card. Mm-hmm. So. Very sad. Uh, as a, a local media personality, Bob Sturm tweeted, it feels like FC Dallas has had the same season, like five seasons in a row. Like they yeah. have a good regular season and then kind of blow it in the playoffs. I thought you were talking about yourself. Were, yeah, well, but <laughs> we're used to here in Dallas. Yes. Uh, good regular seasons and then blowing into the playoffs. Yep. So nothing new for us. But uh, and then the other uh, play-in game—that's what they're called. Yeah. New York City FC beat Philadelphia Union three-one. Then uh, Seattle and Sporting, I think, played a night. Uh, the winner of that, I believe, go well. Yeah, the winner of that one will play Portland. So you could have a Portland-Seattle rivalry. Uh, that's what they were talking about on the broadcast. I last don't night. see that on the schedule tonight. When you say tonight, you mean? Oh no, I'm sorry. Thursday. It means yeah. Okay, are they they playing? No, then it must be um, based on that New York one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so is. the somehow games, the games Thursday, which will already have happened by the time people are listening to this, DC United, Columbus Crew, and LAFC and Real Salt Lake. Okay, so based on that game, yeah. that's where Seattle or Sporting will go. That's who. Portland will play. You seem really confident about this. I really don't. Um, I'm really not. Also, LA Galaxy did not make the playoffs, which I would love to hear Zlatan's perspective on all this. The guy who has like, won a championship in every league except the Premier League. Uh, and, and now, now MLS. MLS. <laughs> Just be very interesting to see how he uh, how he feels about this this season. You think he's going to be back? There's some talk that he may not be back. I don't know what somebody said. Like the sh- there's a potential of a shock move to Real Madrid, which I'm like, yeah, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, so uh, enough dilly dallying. Let's get you to our very interesting interview with Jordan Buholz from the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Jordan gives us a little bit of his own background and the background of the Hall of Fame. How how in the world it ended up in our backyard here in. Frisco. We're based in Dallas. The Hall of Fame is in Frisco, just up the tollway about 20 minutes. Yep. Uh, where FC Dallas plays, which little wheels off that FC Dallas plays in Frisco. No, but that, it's not. That it's is no more it wheels is. off that the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. I know. Like, it's that's just how our sports are here. Yeah. But uh, someone not from here might be a little thrown off by that. Okay. But that's right. where the, you know, the, the hub of, of North Dallas soccer is. Uh, North Texas soccer is up there at 
Frisco, so that's where the Hall of Fame is, and it's very exciting. Yeah, I know you said your kids are you know itching to go, yep. and we're both itching to go as well. So uh, I hope you're itching to listen to this interview with Jorn Buholz. And we're welcoming in Jorn Buholz from the National Soccer Hall of Fame. How are you doing, Jorn? Good. How are you guys? We are great. We're very excited about the National Soccer Hall of Fame being in our backyard. Um, so can you just kind of give us a quick rundown? I know you guys are, are opening up very soon, so give us kind of a quick rundown of the opening and uh, what we can expect with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so we did a little bit of a private opening on October 20th, uh, you know, where we did our 2018 induction ceremony, followed by full stadium, 25,000-person Imagine Dragons concert, uh, really an amazing night, you know, and then we took... Uh, about 10 days off to kind of collect ourselves, and now we're opening to the public uh, really on Friday, November 2nd, um, to the rest of the world. So, you know, we're, we're incredibly excited. We're right here in Frisco, built right into the south end of, of Toyota Stadium. We're really excited to, to open this place up and share it, with, uh, share it with the rest of the world. Yeah, you know, I've seen some of the videos. Uh, we see the advertisements all over Dallas and, and DFW area. Okay. You promised the most personalized experience in sports is that correct can you kind of explain what that means yeah absolutely I mean, and we're calling ourselves just that so you know really we're doing something incredibly unique that's never been done before and that is inside of the national soccer hall of fame we're using facial recognition really is the driving force behind people's experience inside of here so uh so what that means is when you come into the lobby uh, you know, we've got men's and women's soccer players uh, on kind of some big screens in there talking to you about that process. Uh, you know, I, we partnered with a local company called NEC of America, uh, you know, that really helped us provide that solution. But what we're doing is we'll, we'll take your photo. Uh, we're going to ask you some information about yourself, where you're from, your favorite soccer position, your favorite soccer teams in this country, and then kind of your fan level. Uh, and based on that, uh, there are 13 audiovisual experiences inside that will then just recognize you as you walk up to them and provide you information uh, that we think is going to be most interesting to you based on how you answer things out inside the lobby. So, you know, at the end of the day, the reason we're calling ourselves the most personalized experience in sports is no two people are going to have the same experience inside uh, inside the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's really uh, it's really interesting. And I, I noticed on the site, it looks like you can uh, do a lot of VR things, like interactive things, playing against um, or, or is, what does it say, trying to be like Tim Howard, those kind of things. I mean, it really seems like a, a uh, very active experience in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's exactly what we wanted. You know, I mean, certainly, you know, we've got over 400 artifacts in here that help tell the story of our game, you know, and some of them dating back to the middle 1800s, you know, which is pretty fascinating stuff. But we wanted it to be an experience, you know, and not just a museum. So, yeah, you can come in here and you can have, Alexi Lawless, Kobe Jones, or Shannon Box teach you how to take penalty kicks or head the soccer ball or juggle. And then you get to put yourselves into the the gloves, if you will, of a Brianna Scurry or a Tim Howard and put yourselves inside of some of their biggest saves. Uh, you know that we have then gone in and VR and kind of recreated and put you in the goal to see if you can make the same saves as them. Uh, you can create your own custom scarf inside of here. Uh, and then actually pay for it right then and have it produced, you know, within 30 minutes inside the new Soccer 90 score. You can design your own MLS kits. Uh, you know, you can photobomb, uh, basically, which is a green screen experience, some of the greatest moments. You can put yourself in the wall next to Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, and really anything that you create in here 
uh, lives on your own personalized microsite. So the first time you create something, you get an email that says, hey, Jorn, here is your link to all of your creations today. And then you just log in there and things just build to it uh, as you're creating things throughout the day. And then you can turn around and instantly share them on your social media channels. So uh, a really cool experience. That's really I don't think I've ever heard of anything similar to this in anything in sports. Uh, how long – actually, can you kind of give us a little bit of your background, how you ended up at the Hall of Fame, and then we'll get into you know, how long you guys have been planning this and, and how you come up with a lot of these ideas because I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, so a little bit about me. You know, I've been working in pro soccer for the last 17 years. You know, I played in high school and college, and when I realized I wasn't good enough, I tried to figure out the next best thing. Uh, instead of playing pro, and that was to work in the sport. So, uh, you know, just operations, media, general manager, president for soccer teams throughout the country, and then, you know, really started hearing about this project in the fall of 2015 and, you know, wanted to make a little bit of a shift, you know, and to be able to come in and, you know, I, I feel completely honored and humbled that I had the opportunity to, you know, you know have this part in really honoring that, that past of, of, you know, soccer in this country and to give back to, you know, so many of the Hall of Famers that inspired me through my entire life. So uh, it's just been an incredible, incredible opportunity. And, you know, when I think about, you know, the Hall of Fame here in Frisco, because, I mean, there was a Hall of Fame for several years in Oneonta, New York, that unfortunately closed its doors in 2010. It just wasn't getting enough traffic. So, uh, you know, it's really been, you know, kind of four years in the works that the Hunt family, uh, you know, with their father, uh, Lamar Hunt, being it's so instrumental in soccer, dating all the way back to 50 years ago when the NASL kicked off, uh, it was important for them to bring it back. So, you know, they sat down with U.S. Soccer, and U.S. Soccer wanted to see it come back. And, you know, the, they were looking for an upgrade to Toyota Stadium, and it was just kind of a perfect marriage of all of these things to come together to, to resurrect uh, the Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, really an exciting time and really an incredible project that many, many people were involved in. Yeah. So how did you guys, you know, I, I guess when you're looking at the planning of it, I think it's a, a really interesting idea to make this like extremely sort of uh, advanced technology. A lot of Hall of Fames kind of feel like you're stepping into a museum. You're looking at the past, but it seems like the the Soccer Hall of Fame will be very futuristic. Was that something you guys discussed in the planning? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's a stat out there that you know, an individual will go to one, you know, museum, if you will, an average of 2.3 times in their lives. And, you know, for us to be successful, that's not what we wanted. You know, we wanted a place that people could come back to, uh, you know, that we're going to update not only from an artifact standpoint, but the nice thing about being so digital is we can update things on the fly uh, and in real time. You know, so there's things in here, whether you're building your best, you know, all-time national team and, you know, you've got a cap limit, but the caps are like up to the minute. You know, if there's a game the night before, the next day those caps are updated, you know. So um, there's also competition inside of here. I mean, anytime you compete in something, uh, you get to see how you ranked. If I chose FC Dallas as one of my favorite teams, I get to see how I ranked all time against anybody else that's an FC Dallas fan that did that. Or if I'm from Nebraska, which I am, you know, I get to see, hey, where do I rank in all people from Nebraska? And those are all things that you can come back and continue to compete in. Uh, you know, if you do the facial recognition, every time you come back, uh, you earn a new cap. So you just walk into the lobby, the camera sees you and says, hey, Jorn, welcome back. You just earned your fifth cap, you know, of the year. So uh, just a lot of cool things. We wanted to keep that, keep it interesting and fresh for people so that they uh, they want to come back more than two times in their life. 
Yeah, so I guess you would be um, leading in the uh, caps of, of everybody. If it's recognizing you every time uh, you come. I in. actually, I'm actually not because you have to be out of the building for 24 hours or more to earn another cap, and that has not been the case yet. So uh, <laughs> I am not the cap. I am not the cap leader at this point. So. Okay, that's awesome. So you guys open up. Uh, when do you open up? We open up on Friday, November 2nd. So just a couple of days, and at 12:30 to 5:30 that day. Okay, and and what will the typical hours be? Yeah, so we're open. Uh, we're open really Wednesdays through Sundays. Uh, you know, Wednesdays are a long day. Uh, you know, we are we are one thirty to uh, to nine p.m. Thursdays and Fridays one thirty to five thirty. Uh, Saturdays ten to five, and Sundays noon to five. And I I say all of that with a big asterisk that I want to make sure people are aware of is that you know we are inside of an event building, and you know those hours can change whether there's an FC Dallas game or a U.S. game playing or, or other things like that. So I always encourage people, uh, if they are thinking about coming out, to make sure you check out our website at nationalsoccerhof.com because we will have our up-to-the-minute hours posted there uh, really on a daily basis. Yeah, so that, that is, uh, that's awesome. We're very excited about it. We're going to head up there at some point for <laughs> sure. And uh, hope everyone does. I do have one final question for you. You don't have to – you know, you mentioned – you get to make your your all time US eleven. Have you made yours? Yep. I have made mine. Can um, can we hear it or is it to my to my microsite? Uh, I don't have it memorized. Uh, you know, I did it several weeks ago, but I certainly <laughs> use as many of my caps as possible. And in fact, it's a really fun. I mean, it's amazing to see people will spend five minutes doing that or. I've had people that have spent. Um, I've had people that have spent thirty minutes doing that because they just get so into it and trying to create the best team possible. And once you do, click submit. Uh, really, your team, uh, you know, really ranks itself against all of their teams that have been created in here and kind of puts you in a percentile of where you fit within uh, all the teams. And you know what? If you don't like how your team, you can you can go in and follow your team on your microsite to see how they're doing. Uh, you know, based on other people. And if you don't like it, come back in and. Make a substitution and resubmit it, and see if you can improve yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> Being there all the time—that's that's, that's really really interesting. Well, uh, we really appreciate the time, and we will uh, keep pointing people over to that National Soccer Hall of Fame. It's really exciting to have that in our backyard. All right, thank you guys. Thanks for the time. And we would uh, like to thank Jorn for that uh, very interesting interview as well. Brian, who would who would your off the top of your head, your all-time USMNT. Oh my gosh, that's too. Eleven. That's too. That's too you much five pressure. Seconds. Five. Donovan. Four. Pulisic. Three. Two. Howard. One. Bradley in his prime. Who's your left back? Demarcus <laughs> um, Beasley. Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> Always Demarcus Beasley. He will be on. He will be my left back in 2026. Yeah, you know it'd be really interesting because they have that. Uh, it sounds like they have that cap system, so you can't just think of all the best players. You yeah. got to be like. Where am I going to allocate all my caps? Like, yeah. obviously, I'm picking Dempsey, but he has one of the probably highest cap numbers, if mm-hmm. not the highest. Howard, you're like, duh, I'm putting Howard on there. Oh, then you probably are out of caps after that, so you're filling it in with guys who like played twice or whatever. Mm, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it, it might weaken your team overall. So that'll be I, I interesting. Was, I was really excited to go before, but now I'm. Really, really excited to go. Didn't you say your son was like, can we go for my birthday yeah, but, in April? Yeah, I was like, no, we're going way before that. Yeah, like, what are you, are you going to wait six months? No. <laughs> yeah, he wants to wait until the end of April to go. I said, no, we are going way before that. But we can also go back now on yeah. your birthday because we need to get our second cap. Yeah, our uh, 
our coworker was talking. He went to the soft opening or the the, the induction a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and got to see the Hall of Fame for a little bit and just talking about doing the uh, VR juggling. Yeah, how and, awesome it was, and it was really cool. Yeah, and and the. Uh, Man, it just sounds really cool, really fun. Mm-hmm. Not just walking around like, look at this exhibit. Yeah. Like it's it's very interactive, and so we'll we'll definitely both go up there at some point. We were talking about going. Now look, podcast listeners, my wife and I were talking about possibly going this coming Wednesday night for a little while. Okay. So we, I may have a review for you next Thursday when we when we meet again. But don't we hold me to that. We won't hold you to that. Yeah, but but, but, it's, but it we was, will say that we're going soon. It this was put is not, on the table. This is not a hey, uh, just you know interview somebody to you know promote their stuff that we're no, not interested in, like not. like a late night show where <laughs> yeah, they're like no. this this movie is great. Yeah, and you're like, no, what this the heck? we are excited no, about like, this. <laughs> yeah, we would be talking about this whether we had an interview for it or not because uh, you know we don't get. We get a lot of sporting events here in Dallas, but as far as like Hall of Fames go, I mean that's got to be the biggest one, if not the only significant one that I can think of in the area. I think the I think the bowling Hall of Fame is in Arlington. I think it is. You're you're, you're looking at me like no, I'm I joking. Think it is. I think the bowling Hall of that. Fame I think is in Arlington. Yeah, I mean even the Texas Sports Hall of Fame is down in Waco, it's not even here. So pretty awesome. Uh, very excited about that. If you go or if you. Uh, want to go or whatever let us know and and tell us about the experience yeah let us know what you think uh tweet us at beckett media or at scott Betgood or at uh was brian. it brain no it is brian brian Fleischer. at brian Fleischer. sorry at brian Fleischer. let us know about your experience and uh uh you know tell us do you like the podcast if you didn't like the podcast please don't tell us that no you can tell us that okay but we're not gonna we're not gonna retweet you <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully Brian will give us a review. I'm really pushing to go. If not, we will, uh, we'll kick you off the show. Well, don't do that. You know, actually we might not have recording equipment next week because a lot of it's ah, that's right. going to Tor- Toronto. Toronto for a show. For so a show. it may be two weeks and hopefully by that point I will have gone. Yeah. Because I don't live too far from the Hall of Fame. I'm about 15 minute drive. Yeah. Scott, you're a little bit further away. Yeah. Cause but this I, is. I actually live in Dallas. Yes, you do. But this is not a long trip for me. Mm-hmm. I will be there tomorrow night anyway for soccer practice with my kids at FC Dallas Stadium. So, but I am willing to uh, uh, go through the beatdown of, of driving on the tollway. Okay, to I'm get tired of you Dallas people complaining that I have to drive 20 minutes up the tollway. It's like in Oklahoma. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, I'm saying I'm willing to deal with it for that. Okay, but not most things. So. Anyway, this is this has been traffic talk with Brian and Scott. <laughs> uh, next week we will talk about the construction in Fort Worth. Right? That's exciting. Is I'm this a traffic podcast? No, it's not. Oh, sorry. This is a soccer podcast. We will talk about soccer next week and the week after and the week after and the week after until the end of time. I'm Scott. And I'm Brian. That was the worst dismount of all time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks to Jorn. Thanks to uh, everyone at the National Soccer Hall of Fame who worked really hard to make it sound really cool and yeah, hopefully and it, be really cool. Yeah, I'm so sure it will be. We'll let you know how it is if we go. When Until we go. next time, I'm Scott. And I'm Brian.